0: You love me. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. Lorenzo
1: and Tony De Lorenzo. <laughs> what?
0: It just froze up. First time in a long time that I just like whoop. Where am I going?
1: I got you with the music.
0: You got me with the music. Apparently.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, we'll get right up on into this. You know, a couple of weeks ago, and I think, man, I, I'm trying to think where we were. But we had talked about the book that Elisa loved so much and read a while back. What's that darn book called again? About your fertility?
0: Taking Charge of Your Fertility.
1: Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And the reason I bring this up for all of you guys who have not picked it up and have not read it, I'm going to tell you again, please do pick it up and please read it. Because last week was the week of fertility for Elisa. And (gasps) amazing. I
0: know, it feels like... Not, and we don't and
1: we don't want kids. We're, we're done. We love our two, plenty enough. Don't need another one um, in our life. But what I wanted to bring up was that it is truly amazing, what you learn when you know your cycle, because the sex is really good during this time period.
0: So we're talking about the the week of ovulation. Yes, you know, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I, I, the fertility week, just yeah, um, yeah, and we're just we're programmed hormonally. You know, I'm giving out certain signals and scents, and you know, hormones and whatnot. And you know, the males are programmed to respond to women. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It was just having come off talking to you guys about this a few weeks ago. You know, just where I, we're so in tune to where I am in my cycle. Um, it is something that we discuss, So there's really no secrets. If I'm a few days late, I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, it, it's just conversation in our house. It's one of those transparency things.
1: Uh, it can make my heart stop though.
0: Yeah. A couple days late is never a good thing, but you know, my, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just what I, it again, is. when you can't and choose not to do synthetic hormones, which I physically cannot do because it just overwhelms my system. Um, you know, you ride that little gamble. (laughs) That little gamble. We do use birth control. We use condoms, but that's neither here nor there. Talking about this.
1: We don't use birth control. We use condoms. Well,
0: condoms are a form of birth control.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, but we don't use hormonal, uh, hormonal, like you're not on the pill or anything like that. We've talked about IUDs though.
0: Uh, Yeah, but I, yeah, again, we're good. Okay. We're good. Um, But knowing your cycle and knowing, you know, I mean, part of it is, I am programmed the week after I have my period and most women are to be very receptive to my husband. Everything's heightened. Everything's better that one week out of the month. And so we were having the conversation last week when we were having sex for probably the third time that, you know what couples need to be aware of that week.
1: And and a lot of it for me as a guy and understanding it, I mean, Elisa's much more responsive during those, that time period. It's really interesting how we are able to engage each other and the things that she likes to have done to her during that week. I mean, it's, it's truly completely different two weeks later. And, you know, just knowing this is very interesting because I know what I did last week won't happen. Or
0: For won- another month.
1: Right. Well, it, 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 but when we are trying or when we are making love, I'm not trying to force something that's not going to work. You you know what I'm saying? It may be oral. It may be whatever we choose to do, but I know it's not really going to work because of where she is now. Emotionally, sometimes I, I sort of go, Oh man, because I'm really thinking about that now. Um, And so don't get me wrong. It's not like, oh, okay, it's just no big deal, and we'll just move on. I I, I do sometimes go, well, geez, I'd love for us to do this, but I I also understand where we are. And the bigger thing I want to share with you is learn this because we've talked numerous times about our seven days of sex challenges, our intimacy lifestyle. Some of you, many of you actually have done both of these. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of you are trying to figure out what to do, you know, and it might be during this one week of heightened sexual activity between the two of you guys, it might be a time where you guys do more than once, two, three times. You might do it three, four times in the week and the rest of the month, maybe just once a week for you guys. You know, what we want to do is try to give you guys ideas and understand what's happening. The one thing I've learned over the last couple of years of Elise and I speaking to each other and to you guys about sexual intimacy and the different forms of intimacy is that you learn a lot, you know, you really become aware of what's happening around you. Now, does it put you in a bubble? Like nothing ever happens, like you don't feel anything and you know, you just sort of go on through your day. No, I mean, I can tell you numerous times that I felt rejected in the bedroom to no fault of Elisa, but my own little stirring in my own mind, mm-hmm. you know, because of some comments she may have made. Six hours prior, you know, or even what happened? What was that two weeks ago when I said, are you going to make it home? Was that last week?
0: Oh, that was last week. I I was having Tony. It was the day we were at Panera.
1: Yeah. I had been to do some work in the morning. Right. Elise was at Panera. I had some time in between. I was heading over to somewhere else. So I stopped in and saw Lisa at Panera and she's like, oh, maybe I'll stop. I'll stop on home before you got to take off.
0: And I was, I... A girlfriend had met us for lunch and she and I were just get, we hadn't seen each other in a while. I just got really into what's going on in our lives. And I had put my phone away right, because I wasn't expecting any phone calls. And I really just, you know, it was one of those times where you just need to focus on the person across from you. And, you know, with what she was sharing, I didn't need to be looking at my phone every 10 minutes or, you know, hearing a ding for voicemails, whatever. So, I'm heading out to the car and there's, you know, I can't remember if it was a voice, I think it was a text from you saying, hey, you're going to make it home? And at this point in time, I have enough time to get back to Poway to pick up the kids, but there's no time even to like slide into the driveway for a quickie or anything like that. And so, I called him like, ah, oh, you know, I, I just saw your message. Yeah. And there, there was nothing time-wise that I could do, you know, and so I can see where you would have taken that going, oh. I mean, you got your phone, why? <laughs> right. Could you not have made it happen? Right. You know, type of thing. Um, it, and it,
1: it was, and, and I just sort of said, hey, you know what? Things happen. Let's let's move on. Could have had it ruined my whole day. Many of us have. I've done it in the past before, and I just said, you know what? It Really, no, no big deal in the sense that her phone wasn't with her. She was talking to a friend she hadn't seen in a long while let's let's move on and it's all good. So
0: because you know, tying in with, with the title of tonight's show, I mean, it really ties into, you know, do you have the time to get that upset over those types of things? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that was just an innocent phones put away. Don't let it ruin your day type of thing. But you know, we also want to talk, you know, shifting gears. We we really just, because we just came off of this, you know, fertility week as Tony says, um, (laughs) Oh, just makes me laugh. Um, But we want to transition into something a little meatier tonight. And, you know, part of that's some conversations that I've had with um, some women going through divorces over the conversations I've had over the last couple of weeks. And also, I mean, you guys know that Tony and I don't actually go out and see movies. So everything that we watch, I pick up at the library. And so we're a little behind. We're
1: always behind on movies. Yeah,
0: we're always behind. And I've just kind of been on a Jennifer Aniston kick. Lately, I don't know. I just I like her movies and yeah. No, anyway, she
1: makes she makes a lot of great movies, and so I, I think she's a fine actress.
0: <laughs> so last night we watched. He's just not that into you, a- and that really
1: yes. Which I will say, if you have not seen it, it's it's very disjointed. For especially at the beginning, yeah, I would say for probably half the movie, maybe a little bit more. It's a little disjointed. I was I was about to get up and walk out of the room numerous times. Glad I didn't because I thought it finished up on, on a strong note.
0: Basically, it's... Three stars. That's <laughs> funny because that's what it... Like when I was looking it up tonight, I think that's what it got is its overall rating.
1: That's what I gave it last uh, night.
0: There you go. Basically, it's, you know, these eight...
1: Individuals. 20,
0: 30-somethings, probably yeah. 30-somethings in Baltimore and just the way their lives intersect and relationships and, you know, all these rules about who calls and who doesn't call and, and how you do all this kind of stuff. But... Um, Which
1: can actually happen in marriages though, too. You know, you think about that, how, you know, you come off of a a disagreement or a little tiff and it's, well, I'm not going to call him or I'm not going to go apologize to her mm -hmm. or, you know, he or she needs to come to me and make this right. So uh, there was a lot of interesting stuff this movie brought to mind.
0: God, that was a completely I new insight. Yeah. Oh, we no, that's okay. We just had, we hadn't talked about that last night. Um, you know, we really talked a lot about, you know, there was, there was this romantic affair, this extramarital affair.
1: Yeah. So in, in all the couples that were involved, there were two who were married. There was one couple that was married. Right. Two folks. And they're the only ones that were married. So that was sort of interesting because you have really these six other couples and a lot of it's about dating and the calling, like Elisa said and everything. And then you have this one couple that's married Mm -hmm. and they're going through their life. They bought a house together. They're remodeling the house. They're doing all this stuff. Well, the husband happens upon being at the market, whatever, uh, a gal comes up, he, um, he lets her go in front of him he she catches his attention they walk outside oh she had one like she was like the 1000th customer so she won like some cooler she was really excited she gave him a hug this and the other they walk back outside he starts talking to her and all of a sudden this small talk and i mean i could even feel it in my myself just like dude what are what what are you doing
0: well that's because he goes out there and he's like you yeah, know he starts to exchange phone numbers and he's like I- i'm married right I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. And you're like, okay, walk away. You know, you're just kind of sitting there going, walk away, walk away. And yet he still proceeds to give her his phone number. Right. And, you know, as the tension builds, these two, you know, he starts going to her yoga class and he, you know, he has connections in the music industry. So he, you know, says she, he can help her. Um, maybe connect, her maybe with get some, some connections or and, something. I don't remember. And so when he goes to her yoga class, they're sitting there by the pool.
1: Some other stuff happens. I mean, there's some phone contacts. He says he's not going to, you know, he can't go down this road.
0: Right. He keeps, you know, a little bit of challenge. Like the first time she calls him, he's just like, I I really, I can't talk to you. And then he calls her back. Right. And then, you know, uh, I don't remember all the backs and forth, but basically he ends up at her yoga class and they're sitting by the pool after the yoga class. And, you know, he's still married. And he says, you know, basically something to the effect of, well, why can't, why, why can't I have women friends when I'm married, you know? And she's like, well, why can't I be friends with you if, you know, who says I can't be friends with a married man? And we've had that conversation a on time the air ago. with you guys before. And, you know, I do want to clarify because I got called to task when I said, you know what, you don't have friends of the opposite sex, period. Um, I will concede that in professional situations you probably do have colleagues and friends of the opposite sex. A lot of times based on the work that you do, um, some women are in male-dominated professions, you know, vice versa. You're working in a hospital. You know, there are just, there are instances where you would have friends of the opposite sex. Not that you're necessarily going out and partying with them, but, you know, friendly. Um, but in this scenario, I was like, oh no, oh no, no. you d- You don't have... <laughs> the social friends that your wife doesn't even know about. You are not friends with a man whose wife does not know about you, that kind of thing. And you know, this culminates in the two of them having an affair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, it was, it was painful to watch yeah. because you see this guy start going down this road where, you know, lies start building with his wife You know, he's like, oh, you know, she's like, why are you all jumpy? He's like, I'm not jumpy, you know, but you like see him jumping on the screen, you know, type of thing. And, and, you know, the wife is just, well, he, (laughs) they're working on this remodel. And so he, um, they're walking through Home Depot and he drops the bomb on her boom, right in the middle of Home Depot. I'm having an affair.
1: I think he said, I had a sex with another woman.
0: Oh, Okay however you want to say it, he drops a bomb in Home Depot and she wheels on him like I think a lot of us would and it's like, are you telling me this in a public place for a reason so I won't go off on you? And I thought, oh, right on. <laughs> and she asks him right there, do you want to make the, you know, do you want to make this work? Because he's like, I've already made arrangements to stay with a buddy because I figured you wouldn't want me home. Like I've already got one foot out the door.
1: I'm checking out.
0: I'm checking out on you. And she's like, don't you want to make this work? you know uh, you made a basically you made a mistake but it's not the end of our marriage Mm -hmm. and you know as the story evolves it comes to find out that you know they haven't been having sex and there's no real explanation for that other than you know it kind of seems that they were college sweethearts and you know they did the got married young and you know I I don't even know that that's about where that explanation ended yeah you know, it, it, he it felt was. pressured to marry her, and you know he, because she gave him an ultimatum, and so he married her, and sex life kind of died out. Um, but where this all ties in with some of the conversations I've been having lately is that, you know, I started to see how much he was investing in keeping these this whole other life going on, And sneaking around to go to the gym to work out, you know, while. You know, his name was Ben. Her name is Anna. Um, while Anna was doing yoga, he'd show up at her yoga classes or, you know, sneak off to her apartment. And so he's investing all of this time. Time.
1: time lots of it.
0: You know, his, his wife is sitting on the couch when he walks in one night and she's like, where you been? Oh, you know, I worked late and then I had to go to the gym. And, and you know, I heard this same story from a girlfriend who's going through a divorce. And you start hearing about all this time that's invested, whether it's sitting on Facebook or texting or, you know, trips, business trips that aren't really business trips, but they're, uh, you know, rendezvous.
1: Or for you guys that are still looking at porn, you know, you find ways and time periods when your spouse isn't around Mm -hmm. or you find, you know, you'll make it the point to, to go to bed with your spouse, but make sure to wake up, or not fully fall asleep. And I know this because I've been there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I I know these tricks. I, I, I know guys that have, you know, taken off from work, you know, to go look at their pornography. You know, missed hours, you know, just the time that you are investing. Really think about this, folks. I mean if you're going down a wrong avenue you really need to sit down and if you're wondering why you're not emotionally connecting with your spouse it might be because the amount of time you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing and think about that time that you could be really spending with your spouse now it may not be all hunky-dory and great it may be time in it with a counselor
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know well
0: that's yeah i, I just you know Watching this all kind of come to life on the, the TV screen last night and having these conversations bounce around in my head. I mean, I was I was with this friend um, a few weeks ago when she got a text from her husband that their children were going to be meeting his mistress. Mm-hmm. She got a text. I was like, ah! And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, at that point in time, she started sharing more of her story with me and and, you know, really just crazy, crazy amounts of time that her husband invested in this other relationship instead of saying, you know, we've got a problem here. We need to go to counseling. We need to restructure our marriage. We need to you know, redefine our priorities. We need to, you know, kind of the top down thing that we said, because, you know, she and I talked about it. And I said, well, tell me, tell me what's going on here. And she's like, well, you know, the kids, the kids, the kids. And I said, okay, you know, I'm not negating what he's done as far as having an affair, but you all have heard us say numerous times, probably more than you care to, care, you know, count. If you put the kids first, it's going to be a problem in your marriage. I think
1: when we put, From the top down is one of the chapters in our book. And and number one is God. Number one is God. And, hey, uh, many of us don't put him there. Uh, There have been cycles and times in my life where God is way at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And there are times when he's at top. You know, those times when he's at top and he's at the forefront of what is happening in my life, overall, my marriage, the, the life I have with my kids, my work, everything flows. But any time after that, you know, you got work, you got kids, you got extracurricular activities, whatever. If any of those come after God and before your spouse, be ready for something to happen.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I've done it. We've done it in our marriage numerous times over the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. And each and every one of those times, I personally can go back and look at why my marriage is in a a state of disarray. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I can look back and go, oh, pornography, spending a lot of time on that. Hmm, I wonder why my marriage isn't doing well. There was a time when I was so into cycling that I, I couldn't see beyond that. My work suffered, my marriage with Elisa suffered. You As know?
0: opposed to your marriage with... I, well, no, no. Okay. I'm just, but, just checking. <laughs> no,
1: it's always with you. But, you know, that was another instance.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know... It's amazing how slippery that slope is. Oh, yeah. Because it seems like, oh, you know, in this particular couple um, that I know of, it started out, and I'm going to preach on this again, it started out with, you know, Facebook friend. You know, they knew each other from college, they friended each other, and, you know, they start sharing the, hey, remember when stories. Getting to know each other, getting caught up. You know, just this kind of...
1: A lot of time being spent there that could be spent with your spouse. A lot
0: of time. And then that escalates into, you know, the texts. And then, you know, a pseudo business trip. That's really not a business trip, but it's a meetup. You know, and there was another girlfriend there who has also gone through a divorce in the last three years. And, you know, she would talk about the fact that, you know, the family would be sitting you know, she and the kids would be sitting watching TV. Her husband would be working on his laptop. You know, they had like a split level living room. He'd be working on his laptop. IMing his girlfriend. Sitting in the same room with them. Quality time sitting together, but he's up doing his own thing. Instead of sitting on the couch, you know, closing the laptop, closing that relationship. You know, and now, both of these families have been torn apart. There are children who are having to deal with two homes, boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, with their parents, and whose lives are upside down. And you know, and,
1: and, and besides the kids, I mean, even it, those of you who have gone through divorce, you know this. I mean, we don't we don't talk to a group of folks out there who have never gone through divorce or anything. We know you, there are many of you out there with blended families. We know this. Um, and there's nothing here that we're trying to say to, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking to, to disrespect what, what you've gone through in the past. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not looking at that. We're looking at right now where you are in your marriage. Now what's happened in the past has happened in the past. That's in the past, but there are probably
0: a lot of you listening to us that might be teetering on the edge of making a decision mm -hmm. that could have, literally lifelong ramifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you know, in this show, I give it to the credit of the, the wife in this show. I mean, her first response was we're going to work on this. And his response was, I've already found a way out because he had, he was done. He was, he, th- this was what just teetered it over the edge and was, he was ready to walk out. And I hope you're not there. Mm -hmm. I really do. If you're sitting there and you're looking at pornography, I hope you're not just waiting for your spouse, male or female. I mean, we know the numbers are rising for women, Mm -hmm. you know, so male or female. I, I just praying that you're not just sitting there waiting for your spouse to find you doing this so you can just walk out the door and just go, good, you found me. I can walk out. I can get away. Please don't, don't let that happen to you. We got a God who loves us so much and loves you so much that he is willing to do anything for you, anything for you. And I just pray that you will just see where you are right now and just step away. Just step away from whatever it is that is driving a wedge between you and your spouse and write it down if it needs to be written down and shared with your spouse because it needs to be brought into the light and it needs to be shared. And I know there's gonna be hurt and there's probably gonna be a lot of heartache that will happen from it, but it's so well worth it.
0: Well, because the flip side the heart and heartache Hurt heart and, and heartache, heartache. are gonna come out one way or another.
1: Yes, they will.
0: Whether you share it with your spouse and invest the time in healing that relationship in creating a new relationship from wherever you are with the person that you professed at one time to love until, you know, as long as life shall last. Mm-hmm. Or if you make the other decision to go off in pursuit of this new relationship and cause hurt and heartache for those that you are walking out on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Either way, there's going to be hurt and heartache. So you can't get away from that. You've made a decision. You've made a poor decision. Or you're thinking about making a decision. You know, and what what we are just, we're imploring you.
1: You know what? You know what it is? It's a slap in the face. You need to be woken up. And I say that with all the love I can. Because sometimes in our darkest moments, we need to be just, we just need to be slapped in the face to realize how darn lucky we are, mm-hmm. you know? And I and I hope you are listening with open ears. I hope you hear what we're saying. I mean, it could be a lot of things that are taking you away from your spouse and your family. It mm-hmm. could be the, the compulsive working. It could be drinking. It could be drugs, you know? It could be a lot of things that are just taking you away from where you need to be right now. And I I think our biggest thing is really to calendar where your time is being spent. In our book, we have a chapter called Calendar It. And if you want to get our book, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can pick it up. Audio, if you love listening to us, pick it up in audio. It's 1095. But one of the chapters is called Calendar It. And you can write down where you're spending all your time.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, actually, in that chapter, we talk about calendaring it like your sex. relationship.
1: Yes, but... I'm I'm adding a little aside here okay. going look it if you if you need to calendar all of your time in figuring out what's happening, this might be the place to do it. Mm-hmm. You may not never have done it. And I know when I looked back and started realizing the addiction pornography I had with it, I can look back and there were probably days I was spending upwards of four hours a day on the internet looking at this. Do you think spending four hours a day had an impact on who I am? Yeah, it did. It had a huge impact on what I was able to do. And so look at that in your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And for those of you that might be like Elisa said, teetering on that edge, Teetering on that edge. Maybe there is that friend on Facebook or texting or whatever. Dudes, you got to cut it out. You got to just... And I know for texting, for those of you who don't know, you can call and have numbers blocked. Uh, I've done it before. I've had people like randomly like just start sending me texts and I'll call Verizon. I'll be like, block this number because I have no clue who they are. So you can stop it. If you need help, seek it out, please. Do not waste time. You know, we want you to get to a point. And yeah, it might take a little time, but we want you to get to the point where Elisa and I were last week. Mm -hmm. You know, for those of you who are really good and having a great time, you may go through little periods, smaller periods where little things start taking away your time. You know, it could be too much time at school volunteering. You know, it doesn't have to be as drastic as an affair or, or pornography or alcohol or drugs. I mean, it could just be, you know what? You're hanging out too much with your girlfriends after school every day, you know? Or you're sitting on the phone chit-chatting with the girlfriend every evening, you know? Been there. Yeah, Elise and I have. We've we've definitely been there before. So there are a lot of areas that can come into our lives and take away from our connection, and what we really want you to do is just realize what's happening so you can get to that week where maybe you're going for a seven days of sex challenge, you know, maybe every month, not yeah. Elisa and I, but Hey, maybe some of you guys are up there and out up there and, uh, and up for it. And that's, you know, that's sort of like your monthly thing. And then,
0: okay. With the caveat,
1: what, <laughs> yes, that we are not responsible <laughs> If you get pregnant,
0: I take no responsibility for children conceived during fertility week. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we know of a couple of babies
1: that have happened because of it,
0: that have happened because of it. And so I just want to, you know, we, we put the caveat out there of a couple of shows. And when we do the seven days of sex challenge, um, Take whatever precautions are necessary in your marriage, yeah, I just I have to put that out there
1: <laughs> and so and we opened up this this podcast with Barlow Girl, I Need you to love me." That was a song we played mm-hmm. in the beginning, and the reason I, I wanted to really play that is because I feel that during these times it's when 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 I was in these moments and when I am in these moments it's it's in these times when I just feel empty and lost and very far apart from Elisa. You know, I, I feel that I don't have her love right now. And, and I don't know why that would be. I can, I can say that um, a lot of it is just in my mind. And I build up this whole story that happens. And I'm not talking to her about it. And because of that, I feel that there's this lack of love. There's this distance between us. Similar to those times when I'm not talking to God, when I'm not sitting in prayer with them, you know, there's this distance. Our our relationship has, has been severed, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know? And I think for a lot of us, we need the love of our spouse. We want it so much and we cherish it so much. Well,
0: and and You know, I I say this often. It goes back to at one point in time, you made a decision that this was the person for you. You made the decision that we were going to see life forever and ever. And I know circumstances happen. I mean, you guys have heard a lot of ours over the last two years and you know decisions get made and they're not always the best decision or the right decision and yet you know there are just times when i wish that everybody could say you know what we just need to take a night and go back and play remember when Mm -hmm. you know remember when we sat on the rocks and you know. Talked in Chica- Chautauqua. Remember when we used to go to Taco Bell at midnight? Remember when um, you drove cross country when I came back from Mexico? Remember, you know, remember when? Because while things might not be so great right now, you have already invested a lot in this relationship. Why not invest more time in fixing it instead of jumping into another relationship? that may or may not just, you know, be primarily in your head. (laughs) You know, you've got this relationship that's built on, you know, shared experiences on a life built together. You you, you've created, you know, for some of you, you've created a family, you've created, you know, children, you've created, you've done all of these things. And that's not to say that, that you don't make mistakes. We do. I mean, Tony and I share with you all the time, the mistakes that we made, make, I I would, I made, made, made. Um, but the reality is, is that I cannot imagine starting over again with someone new. No, I, I can't, you know, I've invested over the years, 17 years of my life with Tony. And, you know that whole as long as life shall last thing Uh, there are days when it's like really (laughs) i said that (laughs) you know and i'm sure we all have days in our marriage where we're like oh what was i thinking you know this is just not the way i thought it was gonna be yeah but at the same time if i you know find myself in that position i take myself back 17 years ago and i'm like okay yeah i remember remember that guy that sat on the rock with me as the mist was rolling in and and we just you know he really opened up and he shared with me and that's the same guy that still opens up and shares with me when things get tough okay you know what grounded yeah grounded i i I personally don't have the time to create a separate life outside of my husband and kids one that completely walks me away from them. I don't have the time for that. And I don't think most of us do. Because we're so busy and so uh, our lives are so whoa. strapped. We're so strapped for time that you know something's gotta give. If you start investing time away from your family in whatever it is. Like Tony said, it could be volunteerism, it could be work, it could be addiction, it could be a you know an affair. Do you really have the time? Because I'm guessing you don't. So you need to stop whatever it is that's pulling you away from where you're supposed to be. You know, we had a really good sermon a couple weeks ago. And the first point of the sermon was stop it. Really good sermon, Mm -hmm. you know? Stop doing what you're not supposed to be doing. Just stop it. Period. Not earth shattering not anything more than common sense. Just stop it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> I think with that, we're going to stop it because I, I, I dig it. Um, Gosh, next, next week's going to be our hundredth episode, you guys. And wow. Well,
0: that's right before. Okay. That's the week before Christmas. Okay. So yeah. I'll definitely get that one.
1: So send us your letters. We want to know how this podcast has impacted you, your marriage you know, send us if you just want us to use an initials anonymous, by all means, please send them in. Send them to info at one That just goes to our general email and we'll both get those um, again info at one If you want to call in and tell us how this has impacted you, I mean, we want to hear the highs as well. Seven days of sex challenge, folks, call on in 858 876 5663. We want episode 100 to be about you guys so please fill up our inbox fill up our voicemail and so we can honor you guys who have made this show last 100 episodes
0: i'm i'm shocked
1: yeah it's it's not because of us it's it's because of you and by the grace of god that we have been able to get this far, and we're just blessed to have such a loving and awesome community as you guys. Mm-hmm. Really, we, we just truly are, are blessed. So with that, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. If you have anything to say to us, respond to us, jump on over to com. comment, let us know where you're at. We want to hear it. We're cool, you know that. We want to know. How you're finding time to make your marriage the priority that it needs to be. Mm -hmm. What are you taking out? What are you doing in your marriage that is impacting it today, tomorrow, in the future? With that, we love you guys. And we're going to lead out here with the Barlow Girl again or with Barlow Girl. So take care. God bless. Love you guys.